Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. It's been a little bit weird out there for months now, and it's getting a little bit redundant to even look at it that way because it just seems to keep on going, especially here here in California or the United States or San Francisco. Everyone is having such a drastic, different experience, and everyone's doing their best to share what's happening, but at the same time, there's a lot of fear Um, a fear of the unknown is pretty widespread a lot of people have lost their jobs and you know some people are working from home not realizing how bad it is for some of the other people out there and as an energy sensitive person this can get very confusing so on this podcast I talk about grounding, I talk about space and today I want to give permission to anyone that needs to hear that we need to allow ourselves to give space for the practice of remembering. Oftentimes we're remembering to practice or what the practice is, which takes away from the clarity that the space and the practices themselves can provide. We're in a profound time of change. Everything is already on the move or soon will be. To ignite a deep internal remembrance of yourself, we have to find all of the ways to stay in the body, as they say. And physical practices are where the uncovering begins. And then we take this into our lives. So oftentimes, We have to do our practices understanding that the the nectar, the sweet return, doesn't always come while you're doing your practice. Sure, sure, sure. Practice is fun. It feels good. It's good to sweat. It's really good for your nervous system. It's wonderful for your entire body uh, to do a full body yoga practice with regularity. But the true remembrance is going to come not when you're going through all of that action. So we have to provide ourselves with the space in order to do that. Some people say meditation, grounding, all that stuff that I always talk about. You figure out what kind of space you need to allow yourself to remember. And if you don't know what it is, you go back to your physical practice. One of the things we're learning in this profound time that we're in, or remembering, so we're either learning or remembering. Some people are learning that they're remembering and some people are remembering. It's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. But what we're working with is that there's been a lot of programming. And a lot of this programming is revolving around the way we name our experiences. 
we name our feelings, we name our experiences, and we lump them all into this pocket of similarity, I guess is the best way to put it. It's as if having this point of reference is helpful. And what I mean by that is when you label something tragic, when you label something part of X trauma or you connect it to feeling extremely sad or having deep grief, we're not actually in a state of remembrance. What we're doing is is unintentionally making that remembering more challenging because we're putting it's almost as if we're putting a new curtain up every time we think we're trying to unveil something which is interesting because what it does is it reinforces the exact thing that we're trying to move away from instead of going through that dance what I've been doing is returning to my physical practice it's really important to return to practice, especially in such a state of change. If you're energy sensitive, it's even more important. And one thing I want to point out, if you're energy sensitive, you're not going to want to do your practices. Most people don't, especially highly sensitive people. This is something that I don't think is understood by people that aren't highly energy sensitive. We need to go through the process of getting to the practice and then doing the practice. This is an extra step for the energy sensitive person. What you're looking for is providing yourself with a sense of order that isn't locked into a specific way of being. So have a practice, but allow the practice to shift and change based on the phases or um, what's going on around you. But don't allow what's going on around you to keep you from being able to approach the practice. This is a big hitch for a lot of people, especially now. When the frequencies are oscillating so much, it might be really easy to not do your practice. Notice that that is happening and go to your practice. You might have to do it at a different time of day, maybe a different place. Maybe you have to do it in a different way. Try not to be too hung up on that. For example, if you are in quarantine and you have been for a very long time and you're feeling very agitated take a moment right now and notice what parts of your physical practices you unintentionally removed it's been months which thing have you not done since then if it's a yoga asana practice, what poses are you not doing because they're too hard for you? Now, I'm not trying to get all weird about that, but do the hard stuff right now. It will help us move through. I know there's a thing that they say in yoga, the things that you hate are the ones that you need to do more of. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 
specifically the things that are hard to do. For example, if you're very energy sensitive and you're also highly flexible, you need to figure out how to build strength while maintaining that flexibility. This is not an easy thing to do. But this is part of you being in your body and you not being in somebody else's body. One of the things that is happening right now globally is a mastering of our own personal reality. It's a heart-based event. It's an inside job being constantly affected by a differing outside world. This is what's happening to for everybody that's very energy sensitive, but also people that aren't, but people that don't consider themselves to be energy sensitive. It is still happening. This is why it's so confusing. This is why it is so confusing because people for the first time are being presented with a deep hook to their inner knowing and they've never had access to it before this is huge it's a beautiful gift but it's extremely confusing if you're highly energy sensitive And there are a lot of people around you that are just now coming up with this. Try not to judge anything. Don't judge them. It's okay. Everybody has to go through this when they go through it. There's no linear way of expansion. There's no order to this, except for some of us go through before others. And I mean different types of experiences, not in any linear order. So you might have a friend that went through an experience that you just had, but they went through it last year. This doesn't mean that you're behind, and it doesn't mean that they're in front. It just means that their energy body was ready to do that thing before yours was, and that's it. The biggest part of this is watching how we name our experiences because this can be limiting. Understanding that in the state of confusion is when we're expanding. So if we can try to not make major decisions about why we're confused or what details we're missing we will lay the groundwork for ourselves to follow our hearts true desire it's interesting that we don't get these instructions ahead of time and as i said that i realized that we did but our life experiences allowed for us to have this process of uncovering We didn't do anything wrong. This is what we're here for. Becoming a heart-based human being. So a short little wrap up here. 
When I'm referring to a physical practice that you want to return to, it doesn't have to be yoga, yoga asana, but I do recommend that it makes you sweat. I believe this to be a very important component in processing how our body is interacting with our environment. We have to shift the way we look at that kind of hard work. Another thing that's very important for this passage, personal ritual. Now this is the kind of ritual that's going to help you fill your emotional bank account. Emotional currency, a heart-based individual, has a very full emotional bank account. It's an understanding of the way we interact with the earth and the people around us. It's a very special sensitivity, but it's accessible for all of us. It's just some of us are working on it now, and some of us will do it next year, and some of us will do it the year after, and so on. What I think is so wonderful is that if we could just get over the naming and the competition around it, those of us that are going through this expansion and are very versed in it and are excited by it and want to share it, we can really help each other. And we don't know how yet. So that's the other thing that's very interesting. We're deprogramming. And it's not like we're going to download a new program. The program is already there. It's us. We are it. Okay? Very interesting to me. We're deprogramming, but we're not going to take on new. We're going to remember our true nature. This is fantastic. Who knew we were going to be alive for this Earth event? I didn't know. It's very interesting to me. As usual, if you have any questions, please email me. The email is hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com. And um, I just hope you're doing good out there. You know, just keep it together. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.